qualified for the World Cup. Go and compete. Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name's Kieran and I'm joined by Adrian. Hello. And Connor. Crack. After an eventful <laughs> weekend, um, we've just tuned into the uh, Palace Man City game. Um, not as entertaining as perhaps you might have hoped. <laughs> no. I think we were all hoping City would bottle it again. They nearly did. The first 40 minutes were, you know, a bit tight, I thought. Were yeah. they? <laughs> well, two goals in two minutes. Yeah. That was nuts. Yeah. That kinda... Came out of nowhere. They shut you down pretty bad there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. They did. But I thought it was a game that we perhaps could have frustrated for a little bit longer. You know, if you can frustrate your, uh, City with 40 minutes of mm. 80 possession. Could have had a penalty. Yes. I will, you know, I think I've spoken out about VAR in the past. Where <laughs> VAR is shit in the bed right now. It kind of is. Yeah. It kind of is. But that was a blatant penalty, yeah, for sure. Which one was this? <laughs> the one that went to the VAR review, you remember? Zaha one. Zaha. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, should have been a penalty. This is this is what I'm confused <laughs> yeah. by. I you go to the the referee refers to VAR or VAR automatically check any penalty opportunity, right? Yeah, mm. seems that way. So the ref didn't see it, or apparently didn't see the foul in it. It goes upstairs to another bunch of referees mm. who didn't see Zaha with two hands on De Bruyne's back and a foot between his feet well I thought the ref said no penalty and then they yeah. just said we're going to review it but they back the ref every time no matter what even when it's blatantly wrong like in this case well I think it has to be a clear a clear and obvious mistake <laughs> but, by the ref. I but mean that's it's not... a mistake <laughs> when, when like, is it not though like that, that was I... I mean it's, yeah. it's it's hands but it's not it's not an absolute swipe do you know what I mean but what's a, yeah so what's What's a clear and obvious penalty then? If you absolutely bundle the fella over, I think I think it's it's gotten some things right. I think there's been some offsides given, and they've reviewed it and cancelled it out. The offsides have been fine because yeah. with offsides is like definite. You know, they they go into millimeters with their little yeah. yellow bars and the dotted lines. Mm. Like when Sterling a few weeks ago, when Sterling got like an offside goal just for his like the tip of his shoulder or something yeah. or his arm but you can pinpoint an offside exactly mm. using that technology but you can't pinpoint a foul exactly or this is the thing because in offside like you said it's it's either yes or no mm-hmm. when they do it down to the millimeter yeah but with a foul in the penalty box should they then be introducing something like when the player's foot there's connection between the player's feet or when there's you know um, something that they use in American football is like roughing or yeah. Pass interference because they're they're pretty they're, they're a bit yeah. clear. Because strictly speaking, I mean, you know, when players shepherd a ball out, like they they block off someone and they kind of with their backs to them and they let the ball run out of play and they're like shouldering them off it mm. but not touching it. It's like they're not getting the ball. They're they're shouldering someone off the ball. And contact there. And there's I more mean, contact. In that's those, a, yeah. Really, that's a foul by letter of the law, but everyone does it. But well, sorry, go on. Well, I was just gonna say, I think. Um, it's probably not going to be there so much with fouls just because it's kind of open to interpretation and if it's a clear and obvious foul uh, the ref might say yeah I see that he's after sliding in but I thought he got the ball and then VAR would go well actually on this angle we can see he didn't touch the ball and mm-hmm. it is a penalty yeah. but that's, they... that's the only time I can see it really being used to overrule the ref yeah. um, 
with a foul. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But I think I think we'll see it more with the offside. I think the problem here is um, is in other sports. Well, you, I know we, I, I refer to American football already, but in rugby, the I think yeah, don't they, mention rugby right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit sore, I think. Um, but I think the difference is is with the um, the touch judge or the assistant refs in in rugby, they're they're entirely separate entity to the on pitch referees, whereas VAR other referees these are guys that go to conferences together regularly discuss rules regularly does it not undermine the other referee if you're on the same level as him basically telling him he's wrong I guess there is a bit of that I did see something about VAR didn't overrule the ref because they didn't want to undermine him I saw one article yeah that was um, the Arsenal game I think Pepe yes there was some review of Pepe going down and like I think that's what it was that they thought it was a foul, but they didn't want to give it because they didn't want to undermine the ref. Well, I mean, I don't know. Does that happen as much? As it's, like maybe, maybe in the future they'll, they'll change it, and they're still testing it, and it's still new and things. But like, I mean, a lot of people. I'm just saying it now. I'm pro var, right? <laughs> wow, I am because okay. brave. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because. Tons of people are like, it's destroying the game, and it's not even working, and what... I'm sure if you got the statistics, it's mostly doing its job. It's just that people are like, oh, but sure, it was, it was only millimetres. Well, if he's millimetres offside, yeah, he's fucking offside. Know. Yeah. Do you know? And yeah. It, but, yeah. there is still yeah. going to be, like, I mean, even... You know they're going oh sure they still couldn't figure out if it was a foul. Sometimes it's not going to be possible. Well, you see that yeah. in rugby as well. Well, what seems to be happening, what I think is that on the letter of the law things that you can pinpoint like offsides and handballs, they're super harsh. Like they're like there's mm. no leeway at all. Like mm. you know if someone handballs it accidentally in the box, yeah, versus penalty, or like even if it they had no choice, if they handle it in the box, penalty or whatever. Yeah, if there's offside by like a nose offside. Versus, but then if there's a foul, they always give benefit benefit of the doubt a hundred percent of the time. So like when there's leeway, they give a hundred percent leeway, and when there's letter loss of they yeah. are hundred percent strict on it. I think they'll bring in more rules probably next season to say this is exactly what a foul is, or this you know because that's what they've done now with the handball. Yeah. If there's a handball in the lead up to a goal, um, even if it's accidental, it's ruled out, and yeah. I think they'll have to start doing that. Probably for defensive handballs and for fouls and things like that. They'll just have to because then there's no question of it's it's the referee's interpretation and then when it goes to VAR, it's that referee's interpretation. That's it. And I think maybe we're, we're kind of targeting the wrong aspect here, uh, being VAR being wrong or, or right. It should uh, be the refs who are targeting. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, maybe actually oh, the, uh, the rules of the game. Yeah. Maybe the rules of the game are so unclear and ambiguous that perhaps that's always been the problem. Well, I think that they are intentionally ambiguous to sort of say, like, give it mm. up to the ref mm. so that when, like, there's a bit of contact or whatever, if it's in the spirit of the game or whatever, you want to put it in quotation marks, yeah. the ref will let it go, but then they'll say, oh, that was a bit too much, then they'll give it a foul. Yeah. And there's sort of a bit of a understanding about how much is too much and yeah. how much is, a, you know... It's true, and I think, though... There's no point having cameras watching replays if if there's that whole you know and I, I like it too because it keeps things flowing. You'll have a game where there is no checks. There's very few fouls mm. and they're entertaining games. And you know those games, it's usually poor teams, but those games are just stop start, stop start with fouls and corners and things like that. 
Yeah, uh, I can see it, but I I think it's perhaps the rules need a overview now. Mm. I, I like I said, I think it'll only be used for fouls if like ref says I thought it was shoulder to shoulder, and they say, well it was, but he also stood in his ankle or something while he did it. You missed that, mm. and then the ref will go, oh shit, yeah, I didn't see that penalty. Okay. But I don't I I don't think they need to change the rules to make it more relevant for fouls things like that I think okay that's fair that's fair um, going back to the game I suppose Gabriel, oh, Gabriel yeah. Jesus we got all about that. <laughs> yeah we've been we've been <laughs> we've been building all that tension up for the past month you just didn't want to talk about Palace losing <laughs> well I'll get to it now don't you worry although yeah we're sure when Benteke was coming on ah, me yeah. and Agent were laughing about it like thinking about how you would react and how close he went. And yeah, straight away. Yeah. No, I mean... <laughs> he got a new contract. Who would have been forgiven if that goal went in? Um, I don't have the same, I guess, un, uh, uncontrollable rage now that I did uh, during the week. But for those of you that are uh, unaware, Christian Benteke, uh, the guy who scored four goals in... 53 games, something it's like, like that. It's like a centre-back record. Like. Sacco has more goals yeah. than him. Sacco and James Tompkins have more goals really? than him. Really? What are they thinking? What are they fucking well, thinking giving this guy a new contract? Well, here's the logic, but it's not very logical. Hmm. <laughs> Welcome to the Crystal Palace boardroom. <laughs> okay. So, uh, he would go on a free this summer. Uh, his contract is running down. How Three, much is he on? 100. <laughs> you have to get that in, don't you? <laughs> He's on £120,000 per He's week. Surely one of your top paid. Yeah, sure. well, he, I believe him and Sako, and it was Johan Kubai were as well. But I'd say Zaha's up there now as well. I think Zaha's probably the top top paid player. Good God! But we tried to flog him. Or apparently, tried to flog him to China. Um, in the summer, there weren't any takers, or there wasn't a deal that we saw <laughs> fitting. Which it surprises me because I'd have taken a fucking fried chicken yeah. from Morley's at uh-huh. this stage. Yeah. I like how China's like the escape route. Like it's the emergency button. Like we can't <laughs> we can't sell them to a real team. See if anyone in China wants to pay fifty million for And they do. They do. They do. It's very strange. Um but yeah, it's apparently it's to lock him into a, a one year extension so that he, he we don't lose all we've invested in him. Yeah. So I think the hope is is that perhaps January or the summer he can be sold. And we can salvage some of the money we've paid him. But the thing is, is that I just know he won't go in the summer. He won't. He'll go out on a free next year. And we will have paid him an extra £7 yeah. million pounds to... Is that what that's... I think it's something like £7 million. Pounds, yeah. The other thing is, you might know, but Christian Benteke, he's only 28 years old. Mm. Oh, yeah. You'd think he's a lot older, wouldn't you? Mm. Uh, well, I kind of knew because he was at Liverpool. I knew he mm. was young enough when he went to Liverpool. Which 25, is... 26. Something. Yeah, which is strange because he's, he's, he's a unit. He's, he's been a unit of a man for, since he's been at Villa. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was great at Villa for like a season. He was. He was. The other thing is as well, right? We've, we've been Teke uh, and we have signed him to an extension. But we don't play to his strengths. We never really did. It was just, it was just a strange buy. Yeah, but I, he is the kind of guy that on paper should do a job mm. for any team, probably outside of the top six. If yeah, if Everton bought him tomorrow, I'd be like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. he's, he's, he's a really he's a really good option. Make you know? <laughs> but he's he's a great option. Or if you're going to play the way they played him at Villa, where he's just it's just target man, do you know. He'll do great, but other than that, he's just an option. Like even when 
Liverpool sold him, a lot of people were kind of saying, he's a, oh, really, no. he's a good option to have. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't have to play him. Yeah. But if you're if you're 1-0 down and it's 80th minute, <laughs> fucking bring him on and he'd do what he did today and nearly score. <laughs> I feel like that's the lowest ranking a good player can have is, oh, he's a good option. You should keep him around just in case. Yeah. You know, like, uh, they're, they're usually just big... Rocky, tall yeah. centre forwards. It's like Andy Carroll, Andy Carroll, yeah. Ricky Lambert. Giroux. See, Liverpool have bought all these options and been options, like, yeah. "This actually sucks." Like, <laughs> all these options are terrible. <laughs> Can you imagine in some alternative scenario or universe that it wasn't Origi scoring the winner against Benteke. Barcelona? It was Benteke mm. or Lambert, or Lam- <laughs> Danny Ings. What could have been? Yeah, Balotelli. What could wow. have been? Yeah. What could have been? Andy Carroll even <laughs> fucking hell and Carroll has done it <laughs> Talk, corner taken quickly Carroll <laughs> Carroll won't be able to react that quickly <laughs> corner taken yeah. quickly Andy Carroll has fallen over in the box <laughs> oh lads speaking of uh, strikers I suppose keeping in, in, in the theme of that we saw uh, Aguero uh, benched mm-hmm. um, part of Pep's roulette, ongoing roulette. Yeah. He was in an accident during the week, apparently with no injuries. Did uh, Gabriel Jesus step up? He did, yeah. Well, he always does. Yeah. It's just the only reason he doesn't play every week is Aguero is mm. currently better, even though, you know, he's getting up there. Yeah. Jesus will take over, and he's fucking classed and always has been. Unfortunately for everyone else in the league, it's sickening. Kind of is similar to the Benteke situation. If you, <laughs> perhaps not, but if you have uh, an option, an option, he's a good option, but Jesus on the bench. Um, is that's it, an option. Like, that's, that's a good a option. Good option. <laughs> I don't know. Andy Carroll, Jesus. <laughs> I know which one I prefer. Jesus. Um, Woods, is it time now perhaps that Aguero gets frustrated or Man City maybe cash in on him and make Jesus their starting number nine I, or ten? I could see him go end of the season. Me too. Maybe, but I kind of felt that last season he might get one more season. Maybe yeah. because he's, he's that still top of the line. Like he still scored like eight goals. I keep thinking he's older than he is. Yeah, I don't think he's thirty yet. I'm not sure, but I I think he's a similar player to Ronaldo and Messi, where I don't think age is applicable, and I don't think it ever has been. He's always just been excellent. But I did read that he was. He was a doubt for this game with an injury that was separate to the car crash. Mm. And he always picks up those little... Car crashes. (laughs) (laughs) But like he always misses like two or three games here. Then he's back and he'll score two or three goals. And then he's out for another... Do you know, it happens every season. And I could see Pep maybe going... Well, number one, I could see Pep going, fuck this and leaving anyway. Mm. But if he stays for another few seasons, I think he will kind of go... You know what, Jesus is is well able and is probably going to be fit more consistently than Aguero. Because so. mm. at this point, it's more like Jesus is wasting his career. Mm. Like, he should be starting for any other team. He was like 20 when he arrived, so he must be about 24. It's probably something like that. Yeah, like sure. he's not that young anymore. <laughs> sure, we'll just so, say he is. Well, uh, Flynn will edit it out anyway. Yeah. <laughs> he's 20. I'll Google it at some point. But yeah, he's he's young. He's young. Um, it's the other thing too. Uh, I guess he's just waiting for his chance. It's going to come like like we kind of said. But he's not that young as what we were saying. Yeah. Okay. Do you know okay. he is he is wasting years like. But is he waste is he wasting years? 
Premier League titles, still featuring. I mean, he's still getting minutes. He's not the man, though. No, he's not the man. Does he want no, to be the not, man? He's not the man. And well, I would think any good player would want to be. Any striker, any good striker, I think you would want to be. True, bit of an for, ego. For someone like him, he wants to play for Brazil. Yeah. I think that's the big thing. And if you're playing every week for Man City, you're going to play for Brazil. But then you have Bobby Firmino. And there is, I think there is a debate about who starts for Brazil at the minute. Because mm. it, was, it was Jesus for the World Cup. And it's been Firmino kind of since. Yeah. So... He's probably looking at it going, if I can't get a game for City, I'm not going to play for Brazil, which is, you know, he doesn't give a shit about City. He just, he just wants to play for Brazil. That's fair. So, That's fair. You reckon he's going to consider his options? If Aguero stays for another season, I could see him go on. I don't think so. City no. wouldn't let him go because if Aguero stays for another season, they're going to be like, well, now we have this geriatric striker who's about, he's going to be washed up soon. Yeah. So we want to keep the best young striker we can get. So they're not going to get anyone else. I could, I could a hundred percent see them getting rid of Aguero and going right. We need to buy someone now to fill that gap and getting someone in. Benteke, <laughs> Andy Carroll. I, I mean, I was trying to rack my brain to think of who they would get in, but they could get in uh, Timo Werner or something mm, like yeah, that. Yeah, actually, that would and make be sense. like he's had one Jesus. good season. And that was two I, years I ago. I, think I like Timo Werner. Yeah, he's scoring a lot. This yeah, season, do you watch him a lot? But they could yeah. be like. <laughs> Timo Werner, yeah, he's our new number one. And Jesus could still be there in two two years' time. Going, I'm still not getting a fucking game. And I still score every time you play me. Mm. Yeah, know. he scores every he time he plays. I think they said uh, five starts and five goals in in uh, however many Sure, when they said he had 50 goals for City, you couldn't believe it. 50 goals for City. Wow. 50, like. Wow. All competitions, I'd, right? Obviously. Yeah, I'd say it's all competitions. But I'd say he's probably in the top five city scorers of all time. Probably. <laughs> That's not a stat. Don't it definitely isn't. That. But, like, he's definitely up there. Because yeah. Yes. That's a really. ton of goals. That is. Yeah. That is. Um, from the game itself, I mean, I, I wasn't very entertained. I mean, City played very good football, but Palace had a clear yeah. plan of just um, trying to nullify the play and just soak it up. What did you think of City's jerseys? I don't like it at all. I think the last time ridiculous. I liked the fluorescent kits was that Barca kit the first year when like Henri was wearing it and oh. Ibrahimovic had it, oh, I yeah. think, as well. They um, At that point, I was like, yeah, that's cool. It's new. But since then, I think even Barca's kits have gone bad. They're away kits as well. Oh, they have the Croatian home kit as well, which yeah. is queer. Yeah. But uh, I said City looked like super splits at Adrian. Yes. And Adrian had no idea what I was talking about. You don't know that ice cream, though? Or ice um, lolly, I should say, right? I mean, I probably do if you show it to me. But He probably okay. only ate... Um, oh, what's that? Hagendass. No, That's oh, all yeah. he ever had. Yeah, that'd be Adrian, all right, yeah. I'm not posh. <laughs> Why did you assume that's what that meant? <laughs> because Hagen Because you're posh. <laughs> yeah, no. Probably posh or nuts. <laughs> what would be your preference? What would be your ice cream preference? Oh, shit. Not, not tubs, because that will just bring the whole Ben and Jerry's debate in and stuff, but... Brunch. Okay, fair. Solid. Mm. A little yeah. feminine, but I like no, it. No, just just on colour. <laughs> no, it's not. Just you wouldn't color. like when I used to get those in school. People would be like, "You're getting a brunch." Yeah, but come on, like <laughs> we, we clung to anything. <laughs> I mean, it's a pink ice cream. Yeah. I love it. I don't care. You know how to read? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was you our know. that was our school, really. Fucking bop yeah. <laughs> I think um, ice ice burgers. <gasps> Me too. Yeah, they're sad. Me, yeah, I just think they're so easy. Like to, yeah, to, you to don't eat, get to enjoy. Mess. No, yeah. you how take... are you eating ice creams if you're getting mess on yourself? Like, what? Are you... 
Are you 12 years old? Like? <laughs> I, I, we're thinking about the environment, right? We don't get the cup with like a Sunday. We just get it in our hands, right? Mm. Well, does anyone remember the Magnum half and half, half iceberg or half Magnum? So like you'd hold the iceberg or half mm. and then you'd eat the Magnum. It's like a Magnum, but instead of a stick, it's an iceberg or half. No, you've no idea what I'm talking about. Fine, no. let's move on. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't doubt its existence, but I, oh, I think you're stuff. lying. It's terrible. If anyone knows what I'm talking about, <laughs> yeah, email, email us. Yeah, <laughs> podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> email in. What are we supposed to do? I remember that. Yeah, yeah. We'll throw up a we'll throw up a poll on our Facebook page. The podcast. Give us a like too. Fine. What were we talking about? Uh, football, I think. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> any any standout players or uh, things you want to talk about before we wrap up the uh, Man City Palace game? Well, the Bruyne's class is usual. Mm. Oh, there are centre backs. They didn't play any centre backs. Yeah, it was they good. played two defensive midfielders. Rodri and F- Fernandinho. Fernandinho, yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, they they're doing good considering how short they are at the back. They didn't have Walker today as well. Mm. Well, how short they are at the back, um, Walker. Uh, Stones and Adamendi cost like a hundred million between them, and they choose not to play them. Yeah. So I don't yeah. feel much sympathy for him. Oh no, we have to play central defensive midfield. But it worked. Back. You know, it did. At the end and, of the day. and as soon as Benteke came on, John Stones came on too because it was to counteract. They, there's no height at the back. Yeah. Mm. They knew we weren't gonna have much chance yeah. um, in the box. But will they win the league? Do you know what? No, I think luck is against City this year. I do too. I think luck and is I on Liverpool's side. I fucking said Sané missing would be a big miss, and I still think that. It's and true. And company as well. I think two massive misses. Well, and Laporte. Team. And Laporte, yeah. <laughs> Discuss. Well, uh, who, who wants to go first? <laughs> um, I think we all have a bit to say. Take the shit that fucking piss out of Tottenham. Yeah. It's my favourite pastime. It- <laughs> We, we, do we, had, we had a we had a little discussion about Pochettino uh, before. Mm. Like I think if it keeps going the way it's going, they either have to invest hugely next summer or something, or get rid of them because it's not working. I mean, they've scraped a draw today, and their mm. goal came from like a big fuck up at the back. Basically, like it wasn't it wasn't silky football or something. <laughs> it wasn't silky football or something yeah. that, that got them the goal it was a fuck up at the back and Deli Ali tapped into an open goal very lucky Yeah. so like can they just keep going I mean they did invest hugely this summer they did spend a shitload of money on Ndombele uh, La Celso Sessegnon mm. they spent how much is that that's like 150 million I think in t- to argue that they spent nothing the year before. Is 70 million, 75 million a okay. lot for two years? Well, they're about to lose uh, Vertonghen, Alderweireld, and Eriksen on freeze. Yeah. So that's about 100 million there walking out the door. Mm. So not only do they have to spend money to improve the team right now that they're in, but once they're gone, they have to spend money to replace them and improve the team. And I think that's what ties back into to Adrian's point initially, is I think it's far cheaper to get rid of Pochettino tend to fix the issues that are currently going on with the squad. Uh, I think Pochettino is in the situation that Arsene Wenger was in how, however many years ago, 10 years ago, something, <laughs> but, something like without that. Without the success to ball that guy. Yes. Yeah, but he's not Arsene Wenger. No. <laughs> and that's the problem. And they're thinking he is, and they, he's gotten to the Champions League final by, frankly, a fluke and lost it easily. Yeah, mm. although that might be 
in a weird way, a positive that he has no Wenger success to fall back on. Because the reason Wenger was allowed to keep going for so long, and the reason I, I mean, I backed him to the last day, but you, did, you know, to be fair. the reason we did that is because of what he had done for the club. Mm, and it was yeah. like, you can't let him go for because he's done so much. And he went on for like 10 years. Mm. You know, whereas Pochettino's really, this is really only his maybe second year, first, second year of real decline. And you're like, is he, will he say or will he go? But can you call it decline if they haven't really achieved anything? <laughs> They've only yeah. just got Champions League football. Yeah. I mean, okay, that's good for like, but, the, like yeah. Leicester. That's what I'm saying. It might be easier for them to let him go. It's like there's no hang, hang up about saying, oh, well, you know, he didn't really do much. So let's get him out the door. Let's bring in Mourinho. It's true. And I mean, we seem to have short memories as, as football fans. And even though Spurs are a big team and they will always be a big team, that cannot be argued. Uh, are that big, really, though? I, I think yes. All right. I think that's perhaps something we can, we can, we can get back to on it. <laughs> but there's many a season that you can only look back in the last 10 years when they were 8th, you know, kind of top top half. Yeah. This decade, they've been a top 14, mm. pretty much. Well, top 6, top 4, top 6, yeah. pretty much. Since Harry Redknapp, when did he take over? I think like, it was like 2004, maybe. No? Redknapp? Like, Harry Redknapp? No, it was there. No. Well, oh, 2004 was when, was that when Pompey won the FA Cup? Because that was when he was in charge and he went off to Spurs from there. No? Maybe. We're all older than we think, you see. That's the problem. Like, <laughs> I'm still 18. 15 years ago isn't actually that long ago in our heads. <laughs> okay. Well, I think well, the yeah. Redknapp era has been like Van der Vaart and um, Berbatov, those kind of guys. But even then, what did they qualify for Europe, right? I know, but that was a step up from they were where Everton or West okay. Ham are now. They, they, they probably weren't a consistent Champions League team until... Four seasons ago, maybe mm. three. So Pochettino made them consistent European football. Yeah, okay, that's it. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> this is yeah. the thing. We make the comparison to Wenger. Even in Wenger's worst years, he was still just chalking up an FA Cup here and there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. At their lowest point, it still won like FA Cups. Yeah, and yeah. if if that fiasco didn't happen in the uh, League Cup against Birmingham. He would have had that. Me. I know. But that was probably like a, a kind of turning point, I suppose, really, where it kind oh, of really went down. I go off on a tangent for a second. Go ahead. Koscielny fucked that up, right? Mm. He fucked that in that final, made a big mistake. Koscielny regularly made huge mistakes. Listen, Koscielny, probably the best player Arsenal had this decade, I think. Ooh. If you were to really say, wow. who was Arsenal's best player for the decade? Says Fabregas. You couldn't say, he wasn't there that decade. Well, oh, for a full decade. Yeah, oh, right, okay. decade. Well, has there been any player that's been there for 2010? You'd say, like, Van Persie had two seasons and he fucked off to United. Okay. Like, Carzola, yeah, great for, like, a season and a half, two seasons. Aubameyang, great, two seasons-ish. Koscielny was there for the full length of time and he was probably the best player overall. Okay. Then he fucked off, but he regularly made a lot of mistakes and, you know... He costs us a lot of games. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah I, ne- I never really had like much faith or I didn't give him much merit either. I thought he was all right. It's kind of a grim assessment that he was our player of the decade and he was just all right. Yeah. Is Obama Young a better player? He is a better player, but not like well, Shelley had the longevity. Like. Mm. Right. 
So. I I don't think a lot of people will agree with you on that. I have to but say. I mean, who has? Well, yeah, I you guess. You couldn't say Peter Cech. Say Aubameyang. Peter, how long was how long was Peter Cech at? Even Arsenal? Cech wasn't that great. But it depends if you're talking about the best player or the longevity. Yeah, he was there a long time. Was he the best player that's played for Arsenal in the last ten years? <laughs> no, I don't think. Well, that's what you're saying. No, that's I'm, what I'm saying, saying he's player of the decade. Like, who is okay, okay, of the right. decade. He's it's really hard when there's like not many players that have been at Arsenal more than five years. Like, yeah, and no, he, I understand. Walcott. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of Walcott, West Ham are the only team that can make him look like Messi. To be fair, that was pretty, <laughs> pretty poor from them today. But anyway, <laughs> well, they have a shocking defense right now. West Ham. West Ham. Yeah. Mm. West Ham are a team that if they stopped existing tomorrow, I wouldn't notice. <laughs> yeah, I, so, sorry to all the hammers fans I, who wanna. So you wouldn't think of them as like one of the top of one of the Premier League they teams. used to be. What, one of my pet peeves is people considering West Ham as a as a top team. Yeah, due to location, history, and yeah. their fans. The their fans reason, is the thing. Like loads of celebrities yeah. follow them. So yeah. they're like Russell Brand follows West Ham. They must be big team. Fucking Eastenders done nothing yeah. but create yeah. a myth mm-hmm. about West Ham. Yeah. in my opinion. Actually, a bit of a question is: uh, Do you think West Brom as a like a core Premier League team? No, you don't. No, no. I saw someone arguing that the other day. They were like, "Oh, it just feels wrong seeing West Brom in the Championship. They always seem like a Premier League team to me." Ooh. And I'm like, "I had a yeah." No. I thought about this before. With They're I, like the smallest team I could have imagined when they came up yeah. like ten year in 2008. Was it? They were like the smallest team. They were like the Huddersfield of today or yeah. or whoever, Cardiff, yeah. whatever. They were like the tiny, teeny bopper team. Mm. And now people think of them, now people have grown up with them in the Premier that's League. That's the difference, thinking, yeah. That's, that's yeah. the argument I had before with someone, yeah. is that it depends when you started watching football yeah. or who you grew up with. I still think of Coventry and like Coventry, Middlesbrough. Birmingham as, City. If, yeah. Of the Midlands team, for me, the bigger teams would be Birmingham and Villa. Wolves and West Brom, no. No. But that's due to... Mm. Yeah, the 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm watching football then. And Sunderland, I still think of Sunderland. I think of Sunderland. I still think of Fulham. Yeah, um, well, like, that's the thing they, too is that if you look at their past few years, you think they're a dire team. Yeah. But but no, they were like in that 2000s, 2000, 2010 period, Europa League yeah. finalists. I know. Juve. But like people ten years older than us would hear us saying, "Oh, we think of Fulham as a Premier League team," and they're thinking. Fulham are fucking nothing. Like they well, were know never what, in the know top. The team. other club that they'd probably think is Man City. Man City were a Division <laughs> yeah. One team for a yeah, long yeah, time. Yeah, for a long and time. And even like Burnley, if you fast track someone from yeah. thirty years ago, and got them to name who they think is in the Premier League, like Burnley. Burnley are Bournemouth. Burnley, Bournemouth. Yeah. Fucking hell! Like there's tons of them. There is. There is that room for them all. You nope. know that's the thing. Nope. Teams like Charlton as well. Charlton. Charlton. I was big just going to say them as a team. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I think just to, to answer that, I think it's down to when you started watching yeah, football. Pretty it much. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's funny. so people are going to grow up now thinking fucking Huddersfield <laughs> as a core <laughs> Premier League team. Like. Huddersfield and Stoke are in the relegation zone of the Championship. How the mighty, and I say mighty in like inverted, you know, uh, yeah. quotation marks. Stoke um, are in huge trouble. Yeah. I don't really know much about Huddersfield, but Stoke are fucked. Ah well, no loss. Yeah, really couldn't care less. No, <laughs> they booed Aaron Ramsey. You know, for actually, you know, Aaron Ramsey's a good shout for player decade for Arsenal. But uh, anyway, uh, Stoke used to boo Ramsey for getting his leg broken. Yeah, <laughs> it was. That's it's, it's, it's difficult with football fans, isn't it? You know, 
Like, <laughs> yeah, as if he faked so, the injury, so you know? Scant, like, I mean, that's the worst thing you could do. Get anything about worst reason to boost someone. Like, we <laughs> broke <laughs> your <laughs> leg. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> um, yeah, well, spe- speaking of cunts, right? Um, I think Declan Rice is the most overrated player <laughs> I was just I've saying ever that. seen. I was saying that before we started recording. Yeah, like, you were. Fucking Declan Rice. Yeah. These English players, every few seasons there comes along someone... And they're like, oh, this is the next mm-hmm. Bobby Moore or whoever. You had Deli Alley gone to shit. Yep. You had fucking Declan Rice is another one. There's like every so often you get these English players that are overhyped to the moon. Yeah. That's why I think Sterling has done so well to come back from that. Yeah. Because that happened to him. He was like, oh, Sterling's the next big hope. Then they shat all over him. And now he's actually better than ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, fair play. It's true. And it ties back into the whole thing of like people having this misconception that West Ham more than what they are just because he plays for Declan um, just because Declan Rice plays for West Ham and because he's English and he plays in a they think of Bobby Moore they still think of like Bobby yeah. Moore is uh, the key West Ham England player that's like. it if England or England fans or English people can't claim the 1966 World Cup as still being a success then neither can West Ham be in a like yeah. a, a big team mm. sorry I know there was a lot of West Ham players in that England 1966 team but like yeah Jeff no. Hurst, was he? Yeah. yeah. Decades and decades ago. So yeah, fuck West Ham. Yeah. In <laughs> conclusion. And fuck Declan Rice. <laughs> Turn uh, Yeah. Even though born in England. <laughs> raised in England. <laughs> yeah, why can't you be Irish like Clinton Morrison? <laughs> I know. You know, it's so sad now. Anytime an, an Irish player breaks through like Aaron Connolly, mm. I go straight onto Wikipedia and see where they were where born. born yeah. So I'm he like, oh, safe. yes. Go away. Okay. You <laughs> can't switch. And did, God. did you not see as well, as soon as he scored the goals against Spurs, it was like instantly called up to replace an injured yeah, player. I know. Uh, just, yeah, get him over yeah. the lines. Give him a full professional cap. Yeah. No one can see that. To be fair, it should have happened with Royce. Like, they yeah. should have done it with Royce. Espe- anyway, you especially know, with how, how good he was underage. But look, I I think even though we won't discuss how poor Ireland are, I don't know if no. he would have made much of a difference to what the setup there is now. No. I can't well, wait for Stephen be, Kenny either. Playing Whedon's in the squad. I don't want to get into that. I can't. I, mean, I can't. I can't. I can't accept that Royce wouldn't make a difference when Glenn Whedon is still. <laughs> no, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't have changed any of the results though. He's not a game changer. Yeah, that's it. There's no. no one like you can say. I don't know. Like a Firmino or like Gabriel Jesus, but are like, well, they're kind of sitting in, sitting well, in waiting, ta- and you bring ta- them in, it changes the team. But can a striker be only be a game changer? Like? Robbie fucking Keane. Yes, I think so. For yeah. Ireland, that's what you're all talking he did. about. Hang on. You're but look, still... the thing is, defensive midfielder can't be a game changer. No, of course mm. he can. No, well, no I, and I accept that. Yeah. But when the whole team is so poor, I mean, James McLean. We're still looking at James McLean as a guaranteed starter, and that guy is dog shit now. He is dog shit. And he never played for any good club. He played for Wigan and Stoke and West Brom. And we're looking at him. We're looking at him like as a guaranteed starter. As our best player, I mean, yeah. If you throw 10 James McQueen's on the pitch and one Declan Rice, it's going to be shit. I mean, actually, okay. yeah, sure. Talking about who's Ireland's player of the decade. It's fucking James McLean. Fuck off. Nah, <laughs> I mean, who else is it? Seamus Coleman? Maybe. What about Darren Randolph being one of the top 20 uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Irish it, players of all time? Anyone want to give a bit of a backstory into that? Okay, frame? sorry. Yeah. Uh, our friend Dave. Hey, Dave. Story Dave. Um, said Canada. that Darren Randolph has to be one of 
the top twenty. Well, I think I think he 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 gave himself some leeway. Well, mm. the leeway he gave him was way more extreme than he, he was like. Oh, he said first of all, he's one of the top twenty Irish players ever. Ever. Like, I don't know. Mm. He said, "Well, definitely top twenty goalkeepers." <laughs> <laughs> We've had four <laughs> since the nineteen ninety <laughs> World Cups. <laughs> Packy Bonner, Shea Given, and the rest. Yeah. And I know, but I know what he's saying that he's he's been consistent. Top Jesus, who's <laughs> number eighteen? <laughs> but Jesus Christ. Anyway. Uh, Oh, what were we saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, Back I think day. I think we just move away from the island squad because yeah, uh, just, it's just it's real depressing. Well, let me just say one thing because this fucks me off about Ireland all the time. Right, small country, small population have two other national sports mm. that people play over football. We Three. should not expect to get into these major competitions, no. and we should not expect to be Denmark. I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, realistically, the Nordic countries should be way better than they are. Like, yeah. Swiss, um, fucking Switzerland. <laughs> Denmark, Sweden, Norway, Finland, they're supposed to be like the richest, most developed countries in the world with bigger populations than us and it's the only sport they play other than like fucking whatever, in a snowman building or whatever the fuck yeah. they do. Ice hockey? <laughs> they're not even that good, really. Well, I think Sweden are the only one that can, can argue that. But yeah, you're right. Teams like Norway, uh, Finland, and things like that—they've got big populations. But well, it's not even the population; it's more the development. They're yeah. like top of the tree as far as like they're the wealthiest, most developed countries in the world, and they have yeah. fuck all really they're, going for them in sport. Their leagues are quite enjoyable. I've played fantasy football this year from Norway and Sweden. What's that about? What the fuck are you doing playing what? Norwegian <laughs> yeah. football? You, you have a kid, man. <laughs> well, the kid's not being neglected because I play fantasy where, football. Where, where do you find this time? You know, you know fantasy <laughs> football baby scout. crying in the next room when he's like, i got to get my fantasy football for the Norwegian league set up. <laughs> Believe it or not, there's 24 hours of the day. But <laughs> you know fantasy football scout? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that page is, is probably the biggest uh, fantasy football website. Well, you, now you should. Well, that's why I suck at fantasy football, but anyway. It makes sense. It all makes sense. They basically, it's they play a that's summer why. league. They play a summer league in Sweden and yeah. Norway. So if anyone oh, right. wants to find their fix, they have um, a good, like, kind of website and page for fantasy. Plus, of it's something crazy. Like, if you look at the top 100 players in fantasy football over the last 10 years... A good, a good portion of those are Norwegian people. Ma- Magnus Carlsen, the chess player, he's mm. like top like a hundred in fantasy football yep. right they now. They love it. It's because I think they're big into kind of stats and analytics yeah. and things like that. So like that's that's why mm. I kind of stuck at it. I, I kind of despise the Norwegian one right now because it's not like you think uh, Guardi- uh, Guardiola's rotation is frustrating. There's teams in Norway where mm. they've never had the same eleven. And they're 30 games into the season. Jesus so, yeah, Christ, yeah. Try, try work that one out. Jesus Christ. Before I move on, can I just ask, so what's your Irish player of the decade? Because, <sighs> I mean, if it's not McLean or Coleman, who the fuck is it? But is it, is well, it I players... never said it wasn't Coleman. <laughs> All right, so it's Coleman. But, I... but, like, I don't understand the rules anymore. Is it players that have played consistently for 10 years, or is it the best player in 10 years? It's kind of a mix, Cons- I think, is what you're I'd say, for. yeah. It's like... Like someone... Yeah, you go. Consistently over the 10 years, who has stood out? Who's been Ireland's, like, over the 10 years has been, like, there when you need them? So, we're saying since 2009. Yeah, yeah, sure. Years. 
Mm. So um, I was going to say, like, well, Richard Dunn, but he's probably not played in the last no. 10 years. Well, if we're in 2010, because, I mean, we're in the 10th year of the decade. When, when were we in the Euros? 12? 2012, yeah, in Poland, Ukraine. Yeah, like, yeah. we got Keen, hammered. Keen was and 2016. Probably John, John O'Shea. Mm-hmm. Really, I thought he was more on the downswing. Really, well, he but was. He but... stayed on for a good bit. Like he kept going till probably twenty sixteen. I'm gonna say. Um, so I'm gonna say John, Johnny like... Waters. Johnny Waters, Mister Consistent. Oh, well, didn't, he got, have like, score, didn't have to score. Didn't have to assist in ten years. I didn't judge him on scoring. But I, ju- I, I judged him on striker. But it was I, an option. I think John O'Shea. <laughs> Trump's him because John O'Shea. See, Johnny Walters was there through the hard times, right? John yeah, O'Shea okay. stayed from the good times when we were in the Euros, and he stayed on. There's no he good had no times. choice. He couldn't go somewhere else. He, he could stay on. Retire. Trade like, to Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, Duff and Keane and yeah, Given yeah. retired, and then was like, "Oh shit, I'll actually go back because I'm not getting a game anywhere." Mm. So I think I think O'Shea, Johnny Walters. Look, Johnny Walters, dog shit. Yeah, but if you don't ju- <laughs> if you don't judge him on football and just on critiquing Roy Keane, then he's a star. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did you see? Um, it was during the uh, after the England game where I think it was Lee Dixon said, "You know, Ross Barkley's a so much potential, but we just don't know where his best position is. Where do you think his best position is, Roy?" And Roy goes, "Well, on the bench." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. He's such a miserable comment. He is, he is. You know, it's pretty bad now for Ireland, but I just remember someone asked in a thread on Reddit, they were like, what's the most embarrassing result of your national team ever that you can remember? And I just think Steve Staunton every game, like losing to Cyprus <laughs> yeah. like, by 5-2 five five five, yeah. five to fucking Cyprus. Yeah. And you could tell the players just didn't want to play for him. That's the worst too. result any team's ever had. Yeah. Well, I also thought that the one nil against Gibraltar was was pretty. That was pretty bad as well. You, you like? I'm sorry. You have to put three, four goals past them. I I heard because it was after the um the World Cup rugby game against Japan, and I heard on the radio someone say, "Is this is this the worst ever loss for an Irish team?" <laughs> and someone was like. No, 5-2 Cyprus was worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was like... I, rem- I remember that game, and I remember that night, like, vividly. Yeah. So, so appalling. Yeah. So I, appalling. I didn't watch it. I remember, this is back before Facebook, when the internet, you know, I wasn't even old enough to have, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> access to the internet properly, but I remember... I couldn't watch the game, so I got the newspaper the next day. <laughs> like, I think I was reading the back of, like, The Sun or something, and just seeing the scoreline, and I could not believe what I was reading. Like, I was like, this has to be a misprint, but they had the names of five Cyprus players. Yeah. <laughs> there were characters. I couldn't, like, I, I was in shock. Like, I, I couldn't believe that we'd lost by five goals of fucking Cyprus. Yeah. yeah. Right, well, we'll make a turn um, from... I guess real football yeah. to fantasy football. Um, many of you might not know, but we we do have a fantasy football league um, going at the moment. Um, but also, you can join, by the way. Yeah, yeah. we wouldn't want you. Um, <laughs> but for the past couple of seasons, we've run um, on the official FPL website. Um, we've run a draft between a few of us. Now, for those of you that don't know. The draft differs from the standard fantasy football layout, where there's not a, not as a league as such, uh, where you can have the same players in the draft. If, for example, uh, Connor picks Sterling, no one else in the league can have Sterling, etc. You all get a pick. Um, 
uh, and you kind of, I guess, pick off one by one who you want, and then there's a pool of players left. Yeah, cetera, there's a bit more variety compared to regular fantasy football. Like. It's far harder, I will say that. Mm. Because if you get a good original draft or if you get a good pick every week, you can kind of get the good players or the informed players. Yeah, but if you have bad players, you're stuck with them and like, you can't get the good players. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, that is correct. Do you know Connor. anything about that, Kieran? Oh, I, I kind of would. I'm actually well-versed in a fucking dire midfield this year anyway. Um, but yeah, I thought we could maybe um, turn our attention to fantasy football in general this year. Um, so, how are you guys doing? Any standout players? Any any themes or funny things you're seeing? I mean, we're we're just talking the draft, yeah. I guess. Just yeah. so people don't say, oh, just get get Kane and Salah. It doesn't work like that. There's no yeah, prices and, and, and we can't all do it. Yeah. Um, I'm second bottom in our league. Now, we've only got... We've actually only got five in our league. I thought we had more. Second bottom's pretty good, though. Second bottom's not bad. I'm Second bottom in a five-person league, so oh. you're fourth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, I'm I'm, I'm having a bad week, but I have, I have some big players to play. Manny is my number one pick. Cool. Uh, he's the one who's really getting me through. Mm. Uh, I think everyone has found a system where you need... You need at least one player from probably the top four teams. So you need a Liverpool player, you need a City player, you need a Leicester player, and you need Chelsea, Arsenal, Chelsea, Arsenal, Chelsea, yeah. Arsenal someone like that. Yeah. Um, Just say Arsenal. And if you can, if you can blag that, you're probably guaranteed X amount of points every week. Mm. Now the hassle is, and we're all finding this, I think, the likes of City rotate a lot. So we all had City players today who might not have played. I have Mares, I have Walker. The two of them didn't play. They <coughs> gave me a fucking dime. So then maybe there's a bit of, you know, maybe you're best banking on Liverpool players. Some people think that, some people don't. And you can obviously trade players and things like that. Yeah. So, like, f- for me right now, Mares is doing dick all. David Silva did good. Mane, I'm banking on. I've got Abraham. I've got Lacazette. You have a nice team. I it's don't think your team, team reflects where you are. Mm. But I've got one, two, three, four. Four of my starters are injured. Oh. <laughs> you know? Uh, now I have Richardson. Come on. Richardson, handy little one. You know, he's a striker, but he's yeah. down as a midfielder. It's a good pick. Last year, I mean, he racked up, what, 180 points, yeah. something like that. That's not bad. But always, if someone offers you a trade, right? Say if Flynn offered me two players for two of my players, add up their total points so far. That'll give you a good idea. Well, yeah, it will give you a, fa- a fair idea, but you know, like someone like Harry Kane, for example, who I have, mm-hmm. hasn't lived up to his probably like points per average got just him, yet. Got him two points today. Fuck yeah! <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, just I guess yeah, I'll give a I'll give a recap of like my my team or my season so far. Adrian's in second bottom. Uh, I Fourth. am as Fifth. as hard. <laughs> Bottom as you can get. It's a it's it's dire straits. Yeah. But I've recovered this week. I've got like Good. nearly double the next highest person's points. You're so doing I great think. this week. Good week. But how long will it last? Yeah. Like, again, like you've got Jorginho. Now I know why you got Jorginho. Yes. Penalties and things, and he's Correct. guaranteed to play. Correct. And he's just he's just he's just a middleman for now. Okay. Like he'll be bench fodder that will be first sub okay. for a while until someone good comes up. And can there's I, a few in the pool right now. Can I address your backline? 
You can. Because you got serious points in the back lane. Yes, I did. Today, you got 20 points. Yes. You've got Ake, Aspilicueta, Boldy, and Digne. Mm. Di- can I say it that way? Digne. Dean. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway. Useless prick that's... until this week. Yeah, exactly. And that's the problem. People swear on that guy. He just so happened to get a clean sheet, but Everton are a shit team this season. I know. But this is this was my problem this season, is I banked well I didn't bank on because it wasn't intentional but my original uh, picks my, my number one draft pick was, was Kane which any other season you'd be like solid I would have done the same but I, I kind of had a mix of <laughs> that's where you're f- <laughs> <laughs> I had a mix of Spurs yeah. United yeah. and Everton players right who happened to be the third most underperforming teams in the league. Yeah, it won't be like that all season. You know it won't. You know it won't. But, but I, I kind of understand because I got in Maguire just before he yes. moved to United because yeah. I was going, oh, you'll be. You know, that would change the defense. Them. Yeah, for sure. And this is yeah. it. And he's dog shit. And in theory, having, <laughs> in theory, having right Kane, uh, Ericsson, <laughs> Luca Dina, Pickford, uh, Rashford. Uh, I think that was kind of my initial f- like five big names. Yeah, if only uh, points for theory. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Right. This is the fun of fantasy, right? This is why we play it, right? 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 <laughs> yeah, I'm, you, you, I'm sick. Of I mean, I mean, you're probably your best two players because you would have shit hot. Yeah, your your strike up front. You had did you have Rashford? I had, you Rashford. had Rashford, Kane, and Vardy, and we were going. Well, Kieran's fucking running away with it. Well, I was anyway. And yeah. again, in theory, that yeah. should have been pretty good. I got him in as I finally gave in on Rashford, and you can you're free to him. I don't care if he scores a hat trick every game for the oh, remainder of the season. Good time. Have him. So I'll mean, How's your? Uh... <laughs> well, where are you from, bottom? I'm, I'm currently fifth from bottom <laughs> <laughs> in a five-person league. So right now, I'm ahead of everyone. Good for you. By a few points, but uh, you know these things can change. They can uh, very quickly, and I'm just I'm happy if I get my money back. Yeah, well, this is a point I guess we haven't um, confirmed is that we, after years of playing it together, we finally, of course, typically with the year I do terrible, we've committed money to it this year. Um, where we kind of broken it down so that there's a big overall prize, but you also get a payout per quarter as well. Flynn is very much on course to get his money back mm. by winning the first quarter. Yeah, well, the trouble is, which I don't think we thought through, is that we gave all the money to Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, Dave over in Toronto right now, I mean, he's probably like, I don't know what to do in Toronto, buying snow globes. That's it. Skiing, Maple syrup. Eating loads of pancakes. Yeah. Seeing Drake. All yeah. with our fantasy football money. We're not going to see a penny of it. Well, I think, you know, we talk about, like, in theory. In theory, giving your money to someone who's going to a different continent was perhaps not the smartest thing. <laughs> it's like, thing. lads, I'm leaving the country. Now, okay, here's a load of money. <laughs> what I would say mm. is you did get first pick. Yeah, okay, yeah. I got first you, pick you, in the draft, which means I had first choice. Actually, and just sorry, sorry to interrupt you, myself and Adrian had the last two picks. Did we did. We did. I could nearly. I'm not. I'm not sure of it, but I could nearly guarantee that the the rank that the league is in now is the order of the picks. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, last season it. we did the draft, and I had last pick, and I won. So. Uh, yeah, I, I threw last year's away. So uh, I will say that I traded Fine. Mane for Richarlison. Well, like, 
You, like, Craftsman I, blames his tools. I think the main thing, because I'm just looking at your team, like, if you were to pick the top players, right? Like, if you look at mine, like, I've got Mane. Mane is probably my standout player. So you have a few standouts. Alexander-Arnold, good defence, yeah? Mm, that, that's a good yeah. defender to have. Sterling is your main man in midfield. And Aubameyang, right? Those three. The other ones, you've been clever because you've like Callum Wilson. <laughs> Now, oh, more yeah. often than not, he'll <laughs> pick you up more points than just two points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got uh, uh, Mount Hudson O'Doy. You yeah, know, you gotta you gotta stay on top of it because you're not in fantasy football. The way you win, it's not just picking like the best players. It's like who's in form and sort yeah, of fixtures and things like, like that. Someone who stays on top of it is going to win, even if you're like a hundred points behind. If someone in the lead is like not paying attention. If you're on it every week, like, oh, i got to get this player, i got to switch out that player, you're going to win eventually. And I think that's what the... the it's a long season. It is. It's 38 I, weeks. That's it, that's it. I know I'm, I'm giving out about being last, but like that can change. Like like this game week, 45 yeah. points compared to, I think, yourself on like 19 or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what's interesting about the draft compared to the actual normal fantasy is that it's way easier to catch up. Yeah. Because in the regular fantasy, if we all look at our teams, we all have... Like Sterling and Salah, and you know players like that. If they if they score a hat trick, we've all got them. So yeah. It, so it, it. in this one, it's true because you have that huge pool of players. Yeah, there are bigger swings in points because yeah. like no one can get the same amount of points as you. So yeah. like you have, like if your player does well, no one else can make that points up unless their players do well. And that's it. That's it. And that's why if you have a big week where all your players return, that's better than having someone who's consistent over 38 weeks I, I feel yeah. um, I, I like I like this year even though I'm not doing too great I like it I think we're all just worried that Dave will win well this this is the yeah <laughs> this is the bottom line right is that we can't let snakes win alright let me just address this <laughs> uh, let me just explain myself yeah go for it I call Dave a snake because we have a, a group chat on the fancy football and if Kieran and Connor say, look, I've offered you this for this and, you know, you might explain why you did or didn't take it. Dave will pitch in <laughs> what he thinks of that trade and maybe make a suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> and what's his suggestion like? Benefit. But I just think, because he did it with, uh, was it you and me? Yeah, well... Yeah, he, he did it with one, and, and we got into a debate about it, about was it right or wrong, and I said, well, Dave, would you do this? And he was like, well, absolutely, I wouldn't trade, you know, what I thought was an equivalent trade. He was yeah, like, no, yeah. that's not fair. Uh, so I, I called him a snake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> and, uh, uh, but look, he's... Uh, I think I've retracted it and said it's savvy because he's trying to influence and manipulate and things like that. But you know, mm. Mm. savvy's not an animal though, so no. snake it is. Yeah, <laughs> Dave, Dave, you know we love you. Like yeah. you're, you're, we do. You're I mean, going on the fantasy football. <laughs> and for for those outside of our circle, Dave is like our number one subscriber and former mm. member of the podcast. So we have a, a free card to call him whatever we want. Yeah. Actually, look, maybe he'll win it outright, and it'll all be. I'll be worth it. All being I mean, maybe that's why I'm second from bottom. Well, for now. Because I'm not a For snake. now. As we... Well, you're definitely top of the league in non-snakiness. In morale, yeah, you and me here. We're yeah, top. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're top, baby. We're fan favourites, yeah. Connor, like... Do you, get any, do you get any money for 
being top of the non-snake well, I don't get called a snake that's for sure yeah, fine I'll take my 40 euro <laughs> yeah. call me whatever you want Is I, are you guaranteed that now well, I guess no one's guaranteed not it. quite how far are you ahead I'm like 30 points ahead of Dave that could, that could change this weekend it so, could it could I gotta, I gotta just win the next two weeks and uh, I'll get my money back very good um, I mean looking ahead too just in terms of football in general um, we've a Friday night game this week coming oh, I hate the way Arsenal because they're in the Europa League well I hate they're in the Europa League but <laughs> I hate the way they have to play every game in the league last like yeah. l- like late Sunday or on Monday night because they play Thursdays drives me up the fucking walls I I don't know if there's a difference between playing a game on Saturday at half past five and Sunday at two o'clock. I can't enjoy the rest of the games because even if like Spurs lost by five goals and like Liverpool capitulated or whatever, I couldn't enjoy it just because I know Arsenal still have to play. They could still get embarrassed or lose or whatever. Yeah. They still have to do. They still have to fulfil their part of it. I much prefer... My favourite time for my team to play is at half 12 on a Saturday oh that's the worst time but they yeah I don't think teams like to play no it's like it's like a cursed time as well there's usually the upsets will happen on Saturday at half 12 yeah well see also if you lose people forget about it because the rest of the games come straight after I suppose with Arsenal though they winning is probably (laughs) causing an upset so there's that (laughs) (laughs) weak Um, without I guess contradicting what will probably happen in the short term we have the the big derby tomorrow as well yeah. without kind of committing to a result yeah. which will instantly be run yeah you listeners we're, we're recording this on Saturday night mm. so we haven't watched the game by the time you hear this the game will have happened mm-hmm. and you will have seen you know to get crushed by the <laughs> well there, are, there is one thing we can guarantee right United will lose. I, no, no. Like no, this, we're is this, is, this is um. Okay, imagine they don't lose. Imagine they draw or they win. Imagine. But remember last season. Mm, yes. Last season and Old every Trafford, other season, um, Liverpool were flying high, and everyone said they're going to go and they're going to spank United, and it was a nil-all draw. Yeah, I can see it's it again. Just, it's just one of those games, and could, it, and it's the one. Okay, this can go one of two ways, right? Three ways, what, really. Well, oh, hey. well yeah. one hey. is that yeah. weak. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> one is that. <laughs> one is that players down tools because they think you uh, Solskjaer is a shit manager, and they go, "Let's lose this game, and he's gonna be gone." Right? Right? Yeah. Right? Right? The other way is they go, "Fucking hell." This is the game the whole world is watching. Mm. Let's put on a performance, and yeah, someone will buy me and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> someone <laughs> yeah. no one wants to be I playing. You, I thought you were going to say we have to do this for the sure. No, nope. for United. None the of legacy. those players want to be at United anymore, or they don't want to be playing for Solskjaer well, Imagine anymore. if Fred puts on a performance of a lifetime. Tomorrow. But they could. Your man fucking Pereira, I guarantee, is going to be an absolute stormer tomorrow. Yeah, you can see Jesse Lingard. Getting the winner or something. At the end of the day, I still think Liverpool will win. I still, I just think they're. You know, if you know, you can do anything this season. It's defend. Not Mm. even that well, but they can. 
I mean, they limit teams. They limit themselves. They don't create that many chances, but they limit other teams. Their teams, their games are just boring, shitty football yeah. fest. But so if they just stifle Liverpool, it could end nil nil. So that Arsenal yeah. game was the most boring game of football I ever saw in my life. And this is it. The, the and that was one one. And they haven't got a lot to kind of cheer for at the minute. So, in a kind of sad little way, mm. potentially making Liverpool drop points which would ultimately perhaps lead them to not winning the title would perhaps be better than winning the league yeah. or Champions League as yeah. well they'll be they'll be gunning for this game I, I honestly think it will be similar to the City Palace game today where it's like 80% possession for Liverpool United backed up and they get away with something what do you think is more likely this season that United win the league or United get relegated uh, relegated. I'm relegated. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, there's no way they're catching City. Over <laughs> when was the last time we said this about United? <laughs> it was 1972 uh... <laughs> or something. Um, yeah, no, United are in, in in a bad way. Big trouble. And I know this kind of talk about the game that's going to be tomorrow can become outdated quite quickly. But I think this is applicable regardless of whether. United win tomorrow. Even they can win they, five 0 Even if they beat Liverpool, they're still. Mm. It's it. It doesn't. It doesn't really change things. It doesn't change anything. Liverpool are going to be top of the league end of tomorrow, no matter what. Yeah. So from that point of view, it doesn't fucking that's matter. That's a that's a nice feeling as Liverpool. Yeah. Man, right? yeah. Big it? time. Yeah, it happened a few times last season too, right? And yeah, I know. Right? I was saying it to Adrian. Like, Man United, their best feature is their defense, which they've spent a quarter of a fucking billion pounds on. And who do they have? They have Shaw, who's okay, but fat and injured most of the time. They have Maguire, who cost 90 million fucking pounds, and Mass- was probably the worst Leicester centre-back they could have bought. <laughs> Massive forehead, too. Yeah, Lindelof, who cost 35 million pounds, is just okay at best. Mm. And Wan-Bissaka, who's fine. I mean, we don't really know. He's all right, but he cost 50 million fucking pounds. And De Gea... Yeah. who is washed I think I think he's completely fucking past it and he's only like 29 or something he got 25 million or 20 million and perhaps he's injured now too and they spent like yeah. quarter of a billion and their best feature is their defence which is just okay yeah, yeah. The, the, I, I, I've, I've said a lot of possible outcomes and I know people are saying that it could be like a tight game and everything and I think it, I honestly think it will but I also wouldn't be totally surprised if they got absolutely rinsed tomorrow. And so I think playing yourself down for fuck's sake. But I was saying to you, I think it's about time Liverpool went to Old Trafford and went, "This is how fucking good we are." And we think back as well to a few years ago as well. It was a similar thing when City were on the rise too, and they went and they made a yeah. statement. And what <laughs> yeah. was it? Five one six one six one six one in Old Trafford. Yeah. That's when. I mean, if you want to look back in terms of timelines, that was probably like the catalyst for City being like, we are far superior than United. I know probably United won a Premier League. They won the league that, that season. They won the league that season. All right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> we don't research shit here. <laughs> no, but that was a big deal because, I mean, put they them on the map, right? hammered them. Like, and Balotelli, why always me? That's probably my favourite yeah. moment in Premier League this decade. I loved that game because yeah. it was it was 4-1 and the stadium was like emptying out yeah. and they still just fucking dug that knife that, in. That was only deep. like a fortnight after United beat Arsenal 8-2. Oh, that was a great season. What a season, Drink, yeah. If no, I hated that season. If there's an international I, break, I think we need to review that season because I loved it. I really loved that yeah. season. Plenty of happened. What was that? Uh, 20... 2012? 12? Yeah, 2012. 
I'm thinking. Yeah. No, maybe. 2012, 2013 no, it season. It wasn't. Yeah. When did Ferguson retire? Yes. Was it that one? <laughs> when did Ferguson retire? <laughs> yes. I just said we don't research shit here. No, it wasn't. It wasn't 13, 14. Because that was when Liverpool nearly won the league. So it, it, was, it I, might have been 11, 12. I'm I'd pretty say. sure. Mm, I think that's too early. I, anyway, <laughs> we haven't clipped. Yeah, yeah, cut all this. Yeah, Flynn's Fli- Fli- gonna edit in like the correct answers, right? <laughs> no, I'm leaving all this in. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that was a great season. Yeah, I do. I do wonder about the result tomorrow, and I think everything points to like 99% points to Liverpool walking it comfortably, which is only when I just start to think, no, no. Yeah, I mean. It's so easy to be like, yeah, they'll they'll fucking smash them, but then it's also really easy to go, well, they never do smash them at Old Trafford. Yeah. And Liverpool, a lot of players have travelled a lot in the international break, and you know, you know, it'll be fresher, they'll be up for it, the crowd, and all that kind of stuff. It's impossible to know. We can't tell you right now. And if, yeah. if, if I had to give a prediction, I'd say two 0 Liverpool. Okay. The other thing is, as well, and I know they're getting the job done, you can't take it away from them, but Liverpool haven't been great either recently. Yeah. Leicester, extremely lucky. Forget about the penalty. We've talked enough about VAR and penalties and things like that, right? Yeah. I know they were on top, but that wasn't uh, a convincing win. Um, even looking back to, was it the Southampton game? Am I right in saying that? I think from then on, was yeah. it Southampton? Where it was just 2 1, something like that? 3 1, maybe? Yeah. Liverpool haven't performed well again we don't research right well, it could have been fucking 4-0 for all I know but Leicester are a lot better than United correct correct yeah. not to take that away I just I don't know it's just not clicking not even at the moment man for man I think Leicester have a better team than United I think Brendan Rodgers is one of the best managers in the league right now yeah yeah we discussed this in our hidden podcast <laughs> yeah hidden because only it was for deleted <laughs> for paying subscribers yeah, that's only it, heard yeah. that Subscribe to us on Patreon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Subscribers get that. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, the Brentcast. I'll fucking say it again. Good manager, absolutely, but is sometimes given too much credit for uh, his time at Liverpool. Because... By me, <laughs> I'm always talking up Rodgers. Well, yeah, because he is, uh, and he's obviously gotten better as a manager. I think, and, and the Celtic thing worked, but mm. uh, I heard someone say he was a great judge of player. A great judge of player. Well, we can prove that wrong. Pretty in- yeah. Well, yeah. We look at the wrong. players he brought in, and I think uh, Coutinho. And I have to think for a second. Sturridge. Sturridge. Coutinho and Sturridge were probably the only two he brought in that were you could consider a success. Brought in a lot of bullshit, a lot of yeah. dead wood that was basically shipped out straight away. He called. Joe Allen, the Welsh Xavi. Yeah. Tiago Elori was going to be your centre back for the next 10 years. Elori and Coates, uh, uh, I think, came in under him. Sacco. I mean, look, he brought in probably about 30 players. I could name them all off. Um, but does it just it. take that he just needs the one or two that are brilliant players? That's it. Like, that gets Suarez rid of the rest, nearly right? won the league. Because if. Because you could Not say Rogers, but yeah, exactly. But you could hey. say the same about Ferguson, right? There's a big list of players that failed under Ferguson, Jemba Jemba, players like that. Veron, Ver- yeah, exactly. A list of players that were very, very good or were supposed to be great, but then 
if you pick one out of ten and then one of them is a world class player, that's success. But right? he still brought in mostly good players, and when he got rid of the really good players, he kept the ship going. But I mean, when he got rid of Beckham, when he got rid of Keane. Okay. He was still able to win titles, but he I mean, really leaned on an academy that I, maybe he was a part of. But he, the the team he inherited had, do you know that class of what were they called? The class of eighteen ninety two. Sorry, ninety two. Yeah, one of those years, right? Eighty nine. Eighty nine. I don't know why I said eighty nine. It's a bit like cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> but that's I mean, he couldn't have had much influence on that, if any. But he still, like he he. I know he inherited a lot from from the uh, academy. Not inherited, but you know what I mean. But he still bought Ferdinand, Vidic, Rooney. Arguably, he was a few years ahead of the rest and had the resources to get ahead. And arguably, the league is far more competitive and a better quality than it was when Ferguson was a was a manager. Because there was some fucking duds in the Premier yeah. League. Yeah. No. Well. I'll just say this now, and this is as a Liverpool fan, I think it's outrageous that we're comparing <laughs> Rodgers and Alex Ferguson. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, well, I mean, all I'm saying is that you could put Rodgers in, in Fergie's boots, mm. and he could have come out with the same. Just, just saying. Ooh. Just Fucking saying. Hell. Well, I, 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 I mean... I mean I, I'll stand corrected. I mean, I know it's a boy. <laughs> Did he have to do much tactically? Did he not just set out the same thing week in, week out? Ferguson. Yeah. I guess in many ways he did. He just found like for likes. He found a winning formula and just, I mean, credit for that. But did he change the game? Did he do what Guardiola does now? I, know. Or? I think the biggest thing about Ferguson was the mentality in the team, which was like a draw is a loss. Where it was like, if the team came in drawing 1-1 with Tottenham or Liverpool, Ferguson was going to scream at them in the dressing room and say, like, you fucking eat. Well, I don't know what he said. He said in a Scottish accent. Yeah. You're fucking agents. You're, fuck, <laughs> you're fucking agents. Anyway, you couldn't draw. like, And the idea that like you'd have to keep going until the last minute. I know it was romanticized to the point of being like mm. mythology that it's just... It wasn't really like that, but that's the perception people have of it. And that's important too, the perception people have of the club and what it means. Yeah. Even if it's not true. Like, I mean, they weren't, you know, going to the, like, they didn't win every game. They didn't go to the last minute in every game. But it was the idea that people had like, oh, you know, should they never give up. And without Ferguson, that idea or mythology is gone. Like, no one says like, we have to die for the fucking shirt because that's what they did in the past. It's like the the thing, I, and I mean, it's it's kind of biased now because I guess the person who's saying it it didn't end. Uh, they they have a bad relationship now. But if you listen to what Keane says about a lot of that success with United, he rec what in, in his 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 words after training at halftime after games, a lot of that came from players rather than Fergie. But yeah, that he delegated lost to his assistant manager. That he delegated every training session. He did a football manager on it. Mm. It was delegate to assistant manager. <laughs> send, send the coach. He was just like, let them do. Because I remember hear, hearing him talk about saying his assistant. I forget what's just his assistant manager. He came to him one day and said, uh, "I'm not doing anything here. Why don't you just let me take charge of training? Let me do something." And Ferguson was like, "Yeah, I don't know." 
maybe I shouldn't, but he gave him a chance anyway, and after a while he was like, yeah, this is brilliant. I shouldn't be setting out fucking training cones mm, for yeah. players to run around and telling him to pass the ball. My assistant manager is here to do that for me. He has to do that, and I only worry about saying, okay, this is how we're going to win the match. We're going to, you know, we're going to go out there, give him the motivation speech or whatever the fuck, and it worked brilliant. But mm. all the assistant managers who went on to become managers like that, um, who's that Portuguese guy, Carlos Quiroz? Yeah, Steve McLaren. Yeah, all of them. They never went on to much themselves. It was like, they're, I mean, they're water boys, really. But like, really <laughs> good water boys. I mean, like, when you say Steve McLaren, yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, Barely impo- a water boy. The importance of a good water boy. Like, I mean, Steve McLaren on his own shit. Steve McLaren doing something, telling players what to do. And Ferguson running things and saying, this is how we're going to play. That worked pretty well. Yeah. He was, in essence, a manager. I mean, that's what you have to do. I mean... And he, and he, and he hired, in, in a sense, like, leaders. Yeah, it's he like had... you have to just hire the best people to do the job that mm. you give them. I mean, that's why he bought Van Persie. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. Well, every season, we'll buy the best player in the league. We'll buy Van Persie. We'll buy whoever, York, anyone. Yeah. But he still... Cole. Cole, yeah. But he still... Yeah. He didn't just buy the best player in the league every year, though. I do have to point that out. Like, I mean, look, Rooney, everyone knew Rooney was going to be that. Ronaldo, he fucking bought Ronaldo. He made Ronaldo... There was a lot of hype for Ronaldo. Even at the time, there was hype for Ronaldo. There was a bit of hype for Well, There was a bit of hype. What I'm, what I'm like, saying is... There was is... hype around Markovic as well, and fucking Rodgers bought him. Would Ferguson have bought Markovic? No. <laughs> he wouldn't. Well, like, what well he, he bought... I know he bought shit as well, but I I just think you know. what I, what I, what I think is is the point I was I was making earlier is that we we always hang Rogers <laughs> by oh well he signed these terrible players. I think there's a lot more managers that have done yeah. very much the same and come away with the same or less success. A lot less than what Rogers did. Pochettino. Well, I yeah. I do just want to say Pochettino. I don't think people think of Rodgers as signing bad players and okay, that's, yeah, the, that's no, why fair. I made the point because people okay. think he signed great players because he did sign Coutinho he did sign Sturge and a couple yeah. of others who were good but they do very quickly look, forget he spent a lot of money well look what I think of Rodgers I think if he's the manager that made Liverpool a title challenger like a legitimate not this you know when Leicester were winning the league mm. and like Arsenal finished second and Tottenham finished like whatever third yep. and people were like oh Pochettino came close there he was put the pressure on he did f- he n- Pochettino's never been close to winning the league nah. Rodgers was legitimate he m- could have won the league that yeah, season he was a couple of goals away from he winning the league he yeah. was so close to winning the league and I mean by the toss of a coin he could have won the league like. and I mean by a couple of goals by Dwight Gale's couple of goals yeah. from winning the league. Yeah, Palace fucked them definitely. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. Yeah. But Pochettino, <laughs> like, a lot of these guys have, like, Pochettino's legacy. What's his legacy? Getting to the Champions League final and losing? Well, yeah. I mean, but the thing is with Pochettino, though, in to play like devil's advocate with him, because I agree with what you're saying. I can see him, it's, a, it's not the team he's going to go to, but I can see him go to, like, Atletico Madrid and make them a solid, like, championship contending team he has the coaching skills mm. he has the expertise but I mean it's like a Formula 1 driver driving a Citroen Saxo like I mean he can do it's, he can do the best with what he has <laughs> but he's still limited 
So to bring it back to the the big game tomorrow, let's get a quick prediction on final on, prediction. Yeah, yeah, final prediction. Uh, I'll say, <laughs> I'll say one nil Liverpool. Okay, very conservative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After all that, they're gonna win. They're gonna win. That's okay. what I think. Yeah, and I think. Do you know what? I said I said two nil Liverpool. I don't think it will be. I think it'll probably be two one. Okay. Okay. So you can actually see uh, United score. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Um, okay. Fair. But I, I. But I think they'll have too much. It could. If if it's five one, please don't be like ah you fucking retard like actually uh, do yeah. But if like we... it could it could it could be fucking five one Liverpool or it could be one nil United. I don't mm. think it'll be. 3-0 United. Okay. But I think 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. That's, That's fair. I'm going to go for um, a bit different. I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. Um, yeah. I honestly think that this is this is a game where it either is like last year where it's just a stalemate. Liverpool are too nervous to take the risk and United just have that game plan of just you know nullifying the game. Um, feel free once the result comes out to, to do as Adrian says and call us absolute pricks for getting it completely wrong. Uh, leave your comments in uh, the the YouTube page. Yeah. Feel free to subscribe us on YouTube or subscribe to us, I should say, on YouTube. Um, the Popcast Podcast. Also, give us a like on Facebook. The Popcast. We're nearing thirteen hundred likes. Push us over the edge. That would be greatly appreciated. Thank you very much for listening. Mm. This has been the Popcast. Yeah. Have a good month. Dave, I never said you were a snake. <laughs> I did. And I also did. <laughs> <laughs>